to you can't pick your friend's nose. Let's do this. Hey, Darren. What's going on, Jordan? How you doing? I'm here and loving life. That's good, man. Welcome, all you beautiful people, to episode 378 of You Can't Pick Dude, Your Friend's can- Nose. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. it. It feels like we've been here forever. And these beautiful people have been listening for hundreds of episodes. Yeah. And I, I just like to thank you all for thank you. just put in the effort of listening and being with it's us. It's a combined 72,000 hours on 1,400 compact discs that people have bought, paid for, and listened <laughs> to in their cars on road trips. <laughs> <laughs> that and a tracks i think you have an option yeah you have an option you can get it in um 14 000 cds or two hundred and fifty-two thousand eight tracks <laughs> enough of these numbers let's be honest i love it we ended uh ycp yfn on a strange note almost yeah. two years ago at episode 11 however yeah we should give ourselves credit because we did exceed our goal what was our original goal it was 10 10 episodes and we made 11 11 yeah so can we and if you recall it was called it's been a world of a month and it actually is our number one listen to yeah episode you guys really loved it and and what we felt like was you kept listening to it to just sort of summon us back to get us right. back from beyond the grave to come back and and podcast i definitely feel that that's that's what happened that was what did well, it. your wishes are command and we are now <laughs> dripping our beautiful voices right back down into your ear holes and tickling that ear hair <laughs> and tickling the ear hair a gentle push and a mild arc and the cowhide globe hits home yes yes sir if anyone yes sir if anyone listening knows what that is from we are everlasting friends forever and ever um amen speaking of the jazz because that's a reference to the utah jazz they suck but but we can't help but love them because we love them. Yeah, yeah. We've hitched our wagon to them for better or worse. Yep. And you know they've got their they've got their moments. They blew a dude blew I'll, a big lead the other night. What are you gonna do? Yeah, and that seems to be the the ongoing case with them. But dude, we can you believe it has been two years, almost two years since we've recorded the last pot episode. And what has happened over those last two years? I was just thinking, let's do an exercise back and forth. Say one word that comes to mind, and we'll just go until we don't feel like doing it anymore, that reminds you, like a thing that comes to mind, one word at a time about the last two years. Ready? Go. Okay. Me first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, adventurous? I mean, COVID. Uh, COVID-19? <laughs> toilet paper water hand sanitizer toilet paper uh, oopsie <laughs> uh, duplicated that one fauci um uh air jordan that's two words that's Dang two it. words a lot of those were two words no i don't even know like it's really hard you know to like um pull it all together it feels like it was simultaneously more than two years and less than two yeah. years 
it feels like part of this lifetime it feels like part of another alternate reality yeah like we were totally different people we i think we were in a lot of ways i know i certainly oh. um grew and changed and evolved and you know all those types of things during that time so, well, that's definitely the case because, I mean, one of the major things that happened was you no longer live near me. That's true. And we should we should talk about that because I packed up and moved to Gilbert, Arizona last year. Where you are residing right now where I curr- as we speak. I currently reside. I've, I left Darren behind in, in Utah and there was some... You know, a, a long list of reasons why my family needed to be in Arizona, we felt like. And so my wife and I made the decision. We sold our home in Utah. We picked up and moved. And now we're Ariz- yeah. Arizonians. Yeah. And uh, But Darren and I have still spent quite a bit of time together. We we uh, fly back and forth as often as is financially responsible. Well, or not financially responsible. <laughs> or, it just really depends. We just or not kind of every any any opportunity we have, we just take it. Yeah. Well, before we get into our old routine, our old little hoot nanny we put on here, where we randomize words. What did, what's on your mind lately, man? What have you been thinking about? So honestly, what I've been thinking about a lot lately is my um, my health. Yeah. Mental, physical. And and we you know we talked a lot about that before, but it, it actually has kind of come full circle to where um, since we last met, I've lost probably like thirty pounds. Yeah, I d- I did that seventy five hard challenge. Um, you did it as well. True. Um, what else? And and I'm I changed my sleeping patterns, so I'm sleeping seven and a half hours a night now. You're sleeping. I'm getting upside down like a bat. Yep. And in my back cave. Yeah. Because I, I honestly, I love Bruce Wayne and um, Christian Bell. He did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. I don't have you. Did you see the new Batman yet? No, I haven't. Um, it's, worth, it's dark. It worth watching. Uh, it's long. It's like three hours long. And uh, yeah, I would say it was worth it was I went and saw it with some friends and I'd probably go see it again if I mean we almost did go see we it. We did almost see it when I was there a few weeks ago. Yeah. But alas, we did not. Yeah. So is my life dark right now? No. Well, what I'd actually f- what what drove you on the on the fitness side of things? I mean, cuz I think a lot of people listening are probably like that sounds awesome, Darren. That sounds great. But for me, that's just a pipe dream. And I'm not the kind of guy who can get into gear and do something like that. Like, what would be your advice? And, and what was the driver for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Because I don't know that I... I mean, you would... I think... Okay, I think you would you would talk to me about doing the 75 hard. And you had started it. And you had gone so many days, and you're like, okay, I gotta readjust. I've gotta, I've gotta figure this out. Yeah. And then we have another friend that tried it, and he went 60 days, and then he just stopped, or you know, he he hurt his leg or something, and right. didn't finish. Right. And so I think that was, and then I was listening to the podcast of um, the Andy Frizzelli who made up 75 hard, and decided, well. I, 
I'm going to do it. And I just decided that day and the next morning I just did it and then went 75 days and it was awesome. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I've always struggled with that, right? What is, what is the motivating factor? What gets people to all of a sudden just snap and be like, you know what? I'm sick of this and I'm going to do something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the mystery, right? If we all had the answer to that, we'd all be, you know, 3% body fat and cut like rhinoceroses, but, (laughs) but we don't, we don't have that. So I don't know. It comes in waves, you know, seize the moment when you have some motivation. Don't, don't go so hard all at once that it's not something you can maintain. Um, right. And, uh, you know, remember life is long. You can make a little bit of progress and, and, uh, that counts, counts for something. Yeah. So, well, and I, that, and that's what kind of happened to me, you know, going hard for 75 days in a row, you know, drinking a gallon of water, two extra working out twice a day for 45 minutes long. One of them being outside, reading 10 pages in a self-help book. Uh, what was the other? Oh, writing in a journal and doing all that. And then stopping after the 75 days, like I tried to keep some of it going. And honestly, it was not, I I couldn't keep going with like the writing in the journal, reading 10 pages of self-help book, even though I listen to books, but it's like a time capsule kind of thing. Like you just get in a momentum and then you have like a, a yeah. moment in time and it gets bottled up and it's just like, and then that's it. You know, it started, yeah. it ended and you may never go crazy like that again because it, it's like incredibly hard to muster up enough dedication to do that for that amount of time. Yeah. Well, and, and I guess to kind of relate to that during that same time, I, or actually before I did the 75 hard, I guess, hmm, trying to think back now. Back to uh, 2021, yeah. January, I think I had a goal of running that half marathon. Yeah. And I think that was the the initial thing that was like, okay, I signed up for a half marathon. I'm going to run it. And then, which is funny, I was looking back through my Apple Fitness and looking at the data. Yeah. And prior to running the half marathon, I did not run that much. Mm. I run way more now than I did really like I think I averaged I think it was like 25 miles a month leading up to the wow that's not very many up to the no it's not and and right now currently I'm doing about 75 a month 75 miles a month you're cruising which uh so it's kind of crazy that's awesome man yeah, I've, I've been on my own similar journey. You've been a huge motivator for me, and it and it feels Ooh. good. That's my biggest advice: is like once I removed a timeline in my head, yeah, of some goal weight or something. Once I realized that it was okay if it took a long time, I was just going to follow a plan. And once I yeah. just gave myself permission to to you know bounce on and off the plan, so long as I got back to the plan and and got back to what I knew I wanted to be doing. It changed for me. You know, I was all of a sudden able to go Mm -hmm. several strong months in a row. And, and then now I'm at this place where like, I'm leaner than I've been in 15 years. Yeah. You look great. Thanks brother. And, and I, and I like, now I get to look back and be like, had I never three and a half, four months ago decided to, try to be 
like a person who had better habits and was really going after it. Um, Mm -hmm. like I wouldn't be where I am now with this feeling. So yeah, you just have to start, remove the timeline and someday you're going to look back over your shoulder and be like, wow, I'm really proud of what I've done. So yeah. And making those little steps. I think you, we've talked about this before as it, you have to take little steps, which I think builds momentum. And it's kind of like the snowball effect that as you're taking those steps, it's, and, and that's what it, did for me where it was like little steps leading well i guess kind of little steps leading up to a half marathon but um that got me in the mindset to then do the 75 hard which was hard yeah and then from there i'm my new goal has been to at least run try to run a 5k every day but i've been missing like on the weekends i'll take the weekends off or i'll run longer but uh i think taking those little steps it's like it's that that thought of being one percent better yep totally and then see you know one percent better every week it's not hard to do yeah but it has a compounding effect totally 100 percent. well that's what we've both been working on um 2022 so far i mean you and i have both had some things happen in our careers which i'm sure we'll, we'll touch on over uh yeah as we as we reconvene here um you know, COVID's still a problem in January, February. Ukraine and Russia having a moment, sad yep. thing over there. Um, yeah. Will Smith slaps the absolute crap out of freaking homeboy Chris <laughs> Rock. Yeah. Um, which we read a, I read a funny meme today um, that was, uh, you, you sent it to me actually. It was the one that yeah. said, uh, if, if Will Smith hadn't slapped Chris Rock, I wouldn't have known the Oscars were happening, which is like Dude, is so, so perfect. Because like, who cares? Who yeah. cares about this stuff anymore? Who's watching this? For real. Um, and makes some people are saying that that's why Will Smith slapped. It was all staged for the the sheer um, like shock factor. Do you think that's true? Do you think they would have done that? I, I mean, anything's, anything's possible, possible, but I I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I, 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 I it's kind of interesting to see how he reacted afterwards and then he, his acceptance speech about love and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it was very, it was just weird and awkward. Yeah. And I mean, it shouldn't have There's a million questions like, why does nobody run to Chris Rock's like aid or something? And why does nobody, why does security not like tackle yeah. Will Smith? Why? I mean, how right. is it just like, okay, show must go on, business as usual. That is like, it really was, I was dumbfounded watching that. But yeah, whatever, man, yeah. that's uh, that's a whole different world. And, and uh, yeah, we're not in charge. We're no not more. in charge. We ain't in charge. We ain't running that. Not yet. Not yet. Someday, <laughs> someday we will be. I'm telling you, we've, we did a shout out to Joe, Joe Rogan before we can do it again. And <laughs> We're gonna get him on our podcast, we can, and he and we'll and we'll go on his too. We did it once; we can do it again. That's right. We were both on Fear Factor, <laughs> season one of Fear Factor. If you go back and watch right. that, you'll see us. Uh, yep. Just kidding. Um, I was like I was like eight <laughs> years old when that was airing. So You're right. So that'd have been ten. <laughs> yeah. When did that come out? Ninety five, ninety six, something like that. I don't even. I know. would have been. Which sounds about just right. A youngster. I mean, that's the cool thing about our new setup is I can do a quick Google search of 
when did, when did fear, fear factor? factor you know when you would listen to uh, joe rogan and he has his assistant jamie and yeah. he'd be like hey jamie google that or jamie look at that yep we yep. need to get ourselves a little assistant it's like hey we need ourselves a jamie yeah we do hey jamie google that so june 11th 2001 oh okay so i was 13 yeah practically a an adult yeah i was 15 there you go smoking joints darren's two years older than me he's two years wiser than me two years balder than me uh two feet shorter two feet shorter than me not quite um (laughs) no you're a tall guy that's the thing is that's the funny thing about being friends and we go out in public is like if you were out by yourself or with other normal sized people people would be like oh wow your friend darren's really tall and then you you walk next to me and it's like you know, nobody even noticed. That's no. what my wife. That's what my <laughs> wife hates about uh, going out with me too. Is she's six foot two, but nobody ever notices how tall she is anymore. Right, right, dude. You remember that guy when we came out of Buffalo Wild Wings that one time? Yeah. And he looked at us and he's just like, "I bet you nobody messes with you guys." But he drops the <laughs> f bomb, and we're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right." Yeah. And he was a rough dude. He looked like, like he the kind of guy us. that would kill you in one punch. Yeah, <laughs> One the, he, he'd just park his Harley, walk up to you, and yeah. and remove your face. So yeah, pull out his brass knuckles. And yeah, pop you in the face. Yeah, he was a rough looking dude. Well, um, I we don't know where this is going. I mean, I we've we've rekindled something here. We've found a format to do it from seven hundred and however many miles away. So enjoy it while it lasts, and say thank you for heaven's sakes. Yeah, don't be so you know? don't be so greedy. Just, just, yeah. Just appreciate it. If we do more, then we do more. And if we do less, then we do more. And if we go back and delete our old episode, you'll just have to deal with that. Yeah. Unless you record them and save them out. Yeah. To your DVR, which that's fine. <laughs> to you can DVR. do that. We recommend <laughs> holding up a old school cassette uh, walk or talk boy. Is that what the yeah uh, Home Alone Walkman? No, uh, Kevin oh, McAllister uh, yeah. in Home Alone yeah. when he's recording everything. <laughs> what is that a talk boy is that what that's called visitors of the ding dang dong oh yeah stay the plaza hotel <laughs> yeah talk boy i had one of those did you have one of those no i got i got it from like a that was not my mom bought it for me uh from a yard sale oh, really? i think yeah that was not part of my and, uh, middle class upbringing my experience yeah i mean i'm sure i could have had one if i really wanted one but i didn't yeah, you didn't. You wanted the chicks. I oh, I was just <laughs> chasing tail from day one. <laughs> from day one. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I oh. sold out. Yep, sold out to the man. Well, I was in my I was in my attic the other day. Yeah. And I and oh. I stumbled across this crate, you know, and I looked inside. It was covered in blankets, and at the very bottom, yeah, was a very small button. And when I pressed it, it, oh, it yeah. made a random word appear. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that word? The word was. Please be good. Dilute. You're killing. Oh, dilute. Salute. That's what the button in my attic, sort of like a Say sort it. of like a genie, you know. So you were up there, yeah, yeah I was genie. Up there, dilu- no pants on. It diluted the. It diluted the moment. It diluted the moment. Because if you didn't have pants on, that would mean that the moment was intense, and we had to dilute yeah. it so that it wasn't so overwhelming for our audience. 
you folks remember the random word generator. We just fired it up and we 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 found a word, the word dilute, dilute. Yeah. Uh, interesting word. First thing that yeah. comes to mind is uh, you know, diluting a a drink or a substance, right? That idea of like watering something down. Right. And you know me, I instantly go to Google. Google. And say, so the verb is make a liquid thinner or weaker by adding water to water or another solvent to it. Bleach can be diluted with cold water. Mm. See, I like the word dilute. It feels like it's a more powerful word in the context of like diluting an argument, you know, yeah. or diluting uh, your your uh like it's calm yeah or or the idea is that it makes your argument weaker right mm. so right. like someone uh you know a lawyer's in a line of questioning and they they say something which would not make their argument quite as strong and they've diluted their argument right mm. i like and that. that's kind of a um like that seems like a lot more consequence than you know diluting your bleach or whatever and so i it feels like that's kind of the heavy meaning of the word whereas the other meaning is sort of this scientific thing i guess of you know taking something so and changing it, it is it almost like it's powerful like the ability to dilute meaning that you're taking something that's in its original form potentially and making it something different so the ability to dilute is the ability of power it's one way to look at it, or it's just an inherently negative term because it's kind of a term that says like you're taking something out of something. You're mm. making you're so making we, whatever it is that you're diluting weaker. So does that is that applicable to when we, you know, a circumstance that we are in in life when we take say something happens an experience and we take something out of it? We're, are we diluting that experience? I, I guess I never really thought about it that way, but Me neither, in the, till in right the now. sense of the word, in the <laughs> sense of the word, what you're saying is, would it make that experience weaker by taking something out of it? Hmm. Which doesn't really, I can't really get my head around that right now. But yeah. But the idea of dilution, you know, um, there's like stocks, like diluting stock, where there's like yeah. Where they issue more stock, they stocks issue more to... stock, and now every single stock is weaker than it was before, right? Or yeah, like you said, right. bleach. This idea that you've got a bucket of bleach and it's potent, and were you just to add right. one more gallon of water to it, now it's diluted and it won't do so much harm. Right, it won't burn your eyes out. Yeah. So, so potentially, it's it's a good thing. It can be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. If you're depending on what you want the result, the final result to be. If you want it not diluted then you know it could be like sugar coating a response to a friend right you could dilute your response yeah, to where it's your, your insult or something <laughs> right where you know you you have somebody ask does this make me look fat and you say do you want the diluted version or do you want the <laughs> the real life version hmm yeah well then it kind of the full strength the full strength huh well, and then, it, and then yeah. it's like, is that in the delivery or is that in the words you're saying? Because you could also dilute how powerfully and forcefully you're saying something, or you could dilute right? what type of words you're using, you know? So I guess it could be said then that every level of communication, whether it's 
the receiver or the what's the other term the communicator yeah. and the receiver yeah. uh, d- depending on which side of the uh, you're on you could dilute or because i mean you could choose not to listen when somebody is telling you something yeah. and you're diluting their response back to you mm-hmm. that's an interesting thought i mean i don't know that it brings to mind any more revelatory thoughts than than just thinking about some of the scientific nature of it it doesn't really trigger a memory for me or anything yeah um i'm wondering yeah i'm wondering about yeah i don't know i mean i think i've heard it also referred to as like you know kind of dumbing down like if you need to teach a group of people some complex concept like they're you know, right. you could teach someone AP chemistry, but then there's also a diluted version, which is like entry level chemistry, which is effectively right. many of the same principles, but just diluted to a point of understanding for the someone base. who's more at an entry level. Right. Right. Yeah. Did you um, did you take like difficult classes in school? Did you feel like you could master really hard subjects or did or were you one to yeah. To gravitate toward a diluted version oh i i mean yeah i took all the like college classes in high school and did that so i i mean i've always see i guess my ability to learn mm-hmm. was not specific to actually learning the subject matter but it was more i learned how to be in the class and i learned how to to learn what the teacher, how they were, how they would give tests, how they yeah. would. So I learned how to take tests rather than learning the material for, I mean, I did learn some of the material for the test. But that's a skill. But, that's a skill all in itself. Like there oh, yeah. are people who like, you'll hear, I was, I'm good at going to school, which doesn't yeah. mean that I know everything. Yeah. It means that you've mastered the, like the rigor and the, the rhythm and the pattern right. of being good right. at succeeding in school. Exactly. And that's, I mean, even into college that I, I remember specifically going to the testing center, having not looked really at the material, yeah. but knowing how they asked the questions, how they ordered the, now if they did an open end question and you had to write a response, I was screwed. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, because that really tests your knowledge and understanding of the material. But multiple question, do deductive reasoning. Yeah, you can get... You can get there. You can get there. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. All day. All day, son. Twice a day in Compton. Uh, (laughs) Straight out of Compton. So I... Twice a day. I was... um, I was not great at science. I could not get my head around it. I took... The, the high really? school offered three science classes, physics, chemistry, and biology. And I took mm-hmm. one, I took a different one each year, but I was basically mm-hmm. taking the, the baseline, right? So right. A sophomore year, I was in chemistry with all the sophomores. Ju- junior mm-hmm. year, I was in physics with all the sophomores. And senior year, I was in biology with all the sophomores because... You could take them in any order you wanted and you could, but you would get thrown in with anybody else who was just either starting or trying something new. And so I was always the, you know, the elder student in the, in the room. (laughs) And I was literally just looking around with a stupid look on my face. Like, I don't know what we're talking about. I don't know what's going 
<laughs> I couldn't. I don't know where I'm at. I just didn't excel at that. It was um, so complex and exact to me. I would say the thing I liked the best was biology because yeah. biology tend to explain more to me just like how things tick and why parts yeah. work the way they it, do. And It was practical. Yeah, and that appealed more to me than this idea of like, um, chemistry was so far through the back of my yeah. skull that I just didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't get my head around it. It just didn't. There's a whole level of depth that you can't even. I just yeah. could not get there. And physics, I'm an idiot. I, I just couldn't get it. So. So what was your favorite subject? Um, I don't know. It, that's a hard question because I don't really think I loved most of it. Um, I would have fun in some of the classes where the teacher was really open and talkative and would lead yeah. kind of cool discussions. So I found myself right. liking some of the like the government and citizenship type classes oh. or the history type classes because I really liked okay. learning about people and about their lives. And sure. um, I've always been kind of interested in memoirs and hearing about people's lives. Oh, yeah. And I, and I always liked um, hearing about controversial topics and hearing both sides. So I was always interested in hearing, you know, the debate about some political thing and, mm. and uh, seeing those develop and how you could have like a respectful disagreement about how you felt about an issue and things like that. So yeah. in hindsight, I think that's what I was the most drawn to um, because I just... I've always just been a little bit of a, a hippie, you know that, and I just... Yeah, oh, you're straight hippie. And I just never could quite get my head around some of these things that just required you to just Well, it's because you were too high, man. I know I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a seven feet high off the ground every day. That's right. The, the air is thin up the air there. air is thinner. <laughs> All right, well, you want to hit us with another word, or you want me to press this magical button? You press, you, you press that button. You know I don't like to touch Roll buttons. that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> that's right Ooh, the next word is protection oh dilute the protection Ooh, you could be protected from the dilution of something Ooh, not getting bleach in your eye because you diluted it with enough water well there you go uh protection protective well we the first thing that comes to mind is the the protection that you that you need when you're an adult and, yeah uh, yeah yeah i mean that's kind of where your mind goes right <laughs> right um you got to start there i, I think I've, it's the action of protecting or a state of being protected yeah i think both of us have shared experiences about feeling like protective people you know where oh, yeah. again we're large larger people we've always been kind of stand out in our size and Maybe that's lended itself a little bit to this idea of like Naturally. needing to protect people around us or always being ready to maybe spring into action if someone needed protecting. Yeah. Did I, did we, I don't know if I shared that story uh, from the um, the mall. Mm -mm. Did I ever I mean, tell I'm you sure that you story? you told did... me, but it probably hasn't been on the podcast. It's... So it, it relates to protection. It was Shayla and I were first married mm -hmm. and we were, it was Christmas time. We we're at the mall in Provo and we were riding up the escalator. I had bags in both hands, you know, Christmas music's playing, the smell of um, peppermint in the air. Wow. You're painting and, a picture for us. 
and I'm looking down the escalator and I see these two boys fighting. I'm all, oh, those boys, what what are they doing? Like at it, it, that moment Silly in time, boys. I didn't care. Right. Like, you know, they'll, they'll do what they do. And as long as they're, it's just hurting each of them, that's fine. They can punch each other's lights out. That's great. Whatever. And then they proceed to throw each other into the kiosks around them mm. and knock stuff on the floor. Yeah. And, and I lost my mind. <laughs> Because instantly, it was no longer just them two. They had brought, uh, you know, innocent bystanders into sure, it by yeah. knocking over that stuff. So I handed, Sh- I don't even know if I handed Shayla the bags. I think I ran the opposite way down the escalator and I flew over by him and I, sl- I slammed the one kid down to the ground and then I hit the other kid, like pushed him. And the kid on the ground, like he's, you know, says some swear words and turns and looks up at me like with fists ready to fight. And then he sees how large I am. And he just like, and I was just like, get out of here. If you're going to fight, do it outside. Don't freaking mess with other people's stuff, you know? And he ran off scared, but Mm. I should have held him and waited for the, the, uh, rent cops, you know, you know, the proper authorities instead of a citizen's arrest for uh, one of the mall cops to cruise up on his razor scooter. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I guess I'm the guy I don't, if you're going to, you know, if I'm watching a fight and both people are fighting and it's fair, it seems fair to me, I'm not going to intervene. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah. watch. Soon as anything changes where it's no longer an equal balance or somebody else is involved that shouldn't be involved, yeah. I, lo- I lose my mind and yeah. instantly feel like I need to step yeah, in and like to protecting protect. The, uh, protecting the weak, right? Or protecting the people who right. are having a hard time protecting themselves. Right. I think there's a lot of ways that you do that you know i mean it doesn't always have to be some you know physical means or stepping in and and you know doing something physical it could be something like you know i don't know donating or giving of your time or your your service or uh you know helping yeah. feed people who are hungry i mean that's protection too in some way right it's a something that will help protect them or weather the storm that they're going through or whatever it is. So that probably manifests itself in a lot of ways too. If you're just looking out for the weak, you're in some ways protecting them. So thinking about protection, is it better to be overprotective or underprotective? Interesting. I think inherently those words like overprotective means too much and underprotective doesn't mean enough and that's one of those hard hard right. questions cuz your your default answer probably is like somewhere in between right but if you were forcing me like you know yep it's one or the other you can't be in between gun to my head yep gun is there drawn i would one i would say chamber. underprotective and the reason why really? is that i believe that worst case I mean, something could happen, but the person will get to fight some of their own battles and go through some hard things, which would probably shape <laughs> that person. I like that. And I'm going to change my answer. Are you? <laughs> yeah, honestly, because I was going to say overprotective because that's by nature. I'm, you know, like what you just said, we both are overly protective. But at the same sense, I think that makes more sense of being underprotective and allowing people to experience things. And yeah, it's going to suck and they're going to have to go through those moments, but it will help build and shape yeah. them. Yeah. I've had moments with my kids, you know, where I'm, where my default mindset is to be a little over 
protective. Right. Like, right. you know, the kids wanted to walk, you know, where my house is, you know, there's a gas station. Oh yeah. Right. Three football fields away from my house. I mean, it's so close. Right. But right. we live in Arizona and it was like a new neighborhood and I wasn't quite sure how it was and anything, anything like that. So the kids were like, well, can we, you know, we, we earn some money doing chores and we want to go get some, some treats and drinks and stuff. It's Friday night. We want to come back and watch a movie. And so they were like, can we just walk together? Yeah. You know, can we walk together yeah. down to the gas station? And, and in my like parental Papa bear instinct, I was like, well, no, we don't know what kind of neighborhood this is. And then I was like, yeah. okay, well, look, we, we found a house in this neighborhood. There's no obvious sign that this is a harmful place. Um, you know, these kind of insane things that will happen are one in millions and millions. And it's like, right. okay, yeah, stay together, walk down there, be good. You know the you know the rules, you know how to cross the street, you know not to talk to strangers and goof off. And anyway, and so of course they go and of course they're just fine. And that right. did two things. One, it makes them more independent. It feels like they can right. handle hard things and that they're grown up and can handle some things on on yeah. somewhat of a leash right they haven't gone too far right and two it helps uh, me not be so overprotective you know because you see right. something go down and you say okay that was fine everybody's fine and you can do it again yeah so that's right i we had we had a similar experience um it's like a couple of weeks ago chloe took our dog uh-huh. which that's another thing that is kind of a shocking thing that happened over the last yeah. year it's the fact that we got a dog um, but Chloe took the dog and walked with a friend over to Ridley's from our house. Oh, wow, cool. And I don't, I don't know that we necessarily knew that she was going to go that far, but she had her phone and, and I don't know. I think we, we talked to her about it, asked her how it was and she said it was great. And so I, I, I don't know. I don't think it was that big of a deal. And, and at first we were like, wait, you walked where? What? But. Well, she was probably on a big high yeah. afterward, you know, feeling really, really oh, yeah. proud of herself. She felt accomplished. You, you could tell she felt cool. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. But and then she also owed her friend some money after that. So <laughs> I don't know if she felt that cool. Yeah. That'll get away from you when you're a kid and you get in there with starry eyes and you're like, I'll take a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, a little r- bit of riffraff this. and a little bit of this, that and a little bit of laffy taffies and nerds and whatever yo yeah airheads some hum this and a hum that adds up oh yeah dude i i remember as a kid and uh mom and dad if you're listening i'm sorry but i used to take money from the change jar yeah and every day i would go down to this gas station that was down the street the you know as you all know Uh my that 700 people community that i grew up in and we'd go to this gas. I'd go to this gas station every day, and I'd buy a, a pink cookie. Yeah, one of those grandma Granny Bees. Ooh, oh, that's dude. the jam. They're so the original Granny that's Bees. That's the jam right there. Every day. And a, and well, a, Monday and through Friday. And a pack Friday. of Marlboros. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty addiction. Guilty pleasures. And I, yeah, I was always the bigger kid because <laughs> yeah. I love, I love my pink cookies. <laughs> Nobody, nobody protected me from those pink cookies. Nobody protected you. Yeah. Well, that's a good point too, right? Protection, going back to what I was saying about protection being physical. I mean, in some ways, like protecting your kids from maybe a habit that they shouldn't have, whether it's a health habit or, a, you know, a, right. like procrastination, you know, protect yeah. them from procrastinating their homework too much or 
Well, and, and that's like tonight. And what I've tried to been telling Chloe is she wants to, she plays softball and she plays on a competitive team and they, you know, go to these tournaments and stuff. And she's, she's 11 and she's hit home runs yeah. and she's, and she did one after I, I try to use my friends like you to say like, Oh yeah, Jordan said this or, yeah. you know, and try to, instead of it coming from me, but I was telling her, I'm like, you need to put in the work. If you want to hit, how how good does it feel to hit a home run? She's like, oh, it's the best feeling. I love it. You know, you just have yeah. that, that you know, that really good feeling. I'm like, well, you if you spent five minutes down in the basement every day swinging the bat for just five minutes, it would have a compounding effect where you would get better. Yeah. And so I've been trying to over this week. I've I'll uh, remind her like, hey, did you go downstairs and hit? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, just go real quick, five minutes, and then she'll go down and do it. So I'm trying to get her to create a habit. Yeah. But. Well, it's past your bedtime. Um, it is way past my bedtime. We decided to just uh, haul off and and get a podcast in here and get ourselves back on track. Um, drop a little knowledge at the end of here, man. I mean, what's the what's what do you want everybody to maybe keep in mind? Um, hit, hit them with your knowledge. Is it? along the lines of what you're saying to your daughter of put in the work is it something related to your fitness i mean if you were to inspire the people what would you say right now for the longest time when i was writing in my journal for the 75 hard but even prior to that anytime i'd make an entry into a journal i'd always say um make the choice Mm. as the last thing on every page when i was done writing just saying make the choice and i think it just lends the fact that we always have a choice um whether it be big or small there's still a choice that can compound and make our lives better so pete make the choice to keep listening to us and i think everybody's lives will be (laughs) better because of it i'll hit you i'll hit you with mine um my my recent one is um take a day off and oh and i think that um i have been guilty of this i know many of people are just guilty of going into grind mode, staying into it, maybe letting yourself burn out a little bit too much, letting the stress stack up. And uh, don't be ashamed or embarrassed about just needing to tap out for a day. And, uh, you know, skip the gym and eat a donut and take the day, take the afternoon off from work and go, go splurge at, at a, at your favorite place and let yourself come out of your rigor and your, like your, handcuffed routine for just a minute and i my feeling is that like it's so much easier to get back on your train if what you really are believing in and what you really want you're focused on but you anybody can burn out anybody can get overwhelmed and overworked and give yourself some space and most of the time i think what happens is if you're gonna truly like break a good habit and never go back to it it's because you feel guilty for breaking it in the first place but what mm. I've found is when I don't let myself feel any guilt for breaking it, mm. for cheating just a little yeah. bit, it's so much easier to go back to my plan. So work uh. will be there on Monday. The gym will be there on Tuesday. Your healthy breakfast will be there on Thursday. So, you know, goof off a little. Give yourself some space. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself a hug. Take a day off. There it is. I think I think we just dropped the mics right now. Let's push them on the ground. Drop the mics. And call and call Hold it that. on, I've got a mic in my hand. I'm going to see how far I can throw it. Ready? Yep. I just did it. Did you see it? Whoa. Uh, yeah. I can't even see it anymore. I Dude, threw it so far. Something, something landed outside of my did house. 
Did it hit your house? <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. We end the podcast the same way we always have and we always will. And that's to say that you can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your friend's nose. That's right. You can't, and I don't want to, unless I do. When it hits you, yes, 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 y